Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Did they do the right thing by getting the two seed and winning yesterday? That's on the table as well. It's 617-779-7937. So in all likelihood... The Celtics will be playing the Brooklyn Nets in the first round because the Nets are playing the Cavaliers. They're without Jared Allen. Evan Mobley's back for them, but he has not been particularly good. He doesn't look like the same guy right now after he's coming back from an injury. Uh, One thing real briefly, quick, just as a digression. You realize, like, the play-in stats, they exist, like, in their own stratosphere, so to speak. Like, so Jason Tate, remember, had the 50-point game last year against the Wizards. Those stats don't go into his playoff stats. They don't go into his regular season stats. They just exist in their own universe, the play-in tournament. So Jason Tatum is definitively, as of right now, the best play-in player in the history of the play-in tournament, unless something crazy happens tomorrow. Like if Paul George goes for 50 or Kevin Durant goes for 50, right now Jason Tatum has the claim to fame. He's the best play-in player of all time. So tomorrow that game is the Nets and the Cavaliers, and the Celtics get the winner of that one. So the Celtics' choice was, hey, we'll take the two seed, which is kind of weird to me. The reason I say that is because didn't it feel like last week the Celtics were playing to avoid the Nets? They go to Milwaukee, they rest Al, and they rest Jason Tatum. Now, Jalen Brown played, but I felt like Jalen Brown playing in that game, and remember that was last Thursday, was more so about his bonus. He has a bonus at his contract for 65 games played. So I felt like Jalen was on the court for that. And I also thought that Jalen was going to play like two minutes and come out. Kind of like what we saw. Who was it yesterday that did that? Somebody did that in a game yesterday. Played like a minute and then came out. Holiday? Yes, it was Drew Holiday. Yeah, he played like, he literally followed the guy. Like right after the tip, he followed the guy. He just needed to get like a a games played bonus. I think it was four seconds he was in total and just wrapped up a quick foul and they all gave him a standing ovation and he got off the court. It was easy as that. That'd be nice, wouldn't it? But Jalen Brown, I felt like that was going to happen. It didn't. So then we get closer to the weekend and... You kind of realize that it's Philly, Milwaukee, and the Celtics all sort of bunched up together in that two to four range. And quite frankly, I thought that the Celtics, because of the decision they made against Milwaukee, they were going to try to make sure that they avoided the Nets in the first round. And then we find out, all right, Milwaukee's not playing its guys against Cleveland. And the Celtics knew that. The Celtics were playing at seven. Milwaukee was playing in the afternoon. I believe that was like a one or a one thirty start because when I was doing the Red Sox pregame show here yesterday at the pregame show started at six. So maybe that was a four o'clock game, whatever it was, it wrapped up right before. Yeah. So it must've been like a four o'clock start because during the pregame show, I gave the update of 
the Bucks had lost to the Cavaliers. So that means that the Bucks, right now, the Celtics have to lose if they wanted to go behind the Bucks in the standing. So the Bucks had decided, okay, we are avoiding the Brooklyn Nets. So the Celtics still decide to play their guys. Now, Philadelphia, this is another interesting note. There's so many different dimensions to this story because Philadelphia decides they're not playing their guys either. Or I should say, Philadelphia decides to play their guys. They Did they play and beat her? They still won. I don't know if they played their guys or not. But Philadelphia, it felt like Philly wanted to see what the Celtics are doing. But it didn't really matter for Philadelphia because Philly wasn't in control of its own destiny. The Celtics were. So Philadelphia ends up winning its game. And they didn't play Harden or Embiid. And they still beat Detroit. Detroit, by the way, so this is another wrinkle to this whole thing. This is why this day was horrible for the NBA. It was, quite frankly, an embarrassment. Because you really didn't have a game where two teams were trying to win. You had some teams that were tanking for different reasons. You had situations where one team was tanking, the other team wasn't tanking. But Philadelphia sat Harden and Embiid. They still beat Philadelphia. Or, excuse me, they still beat Detroit. That'd be interesting if they beat themselves. They still beat Detroit, and Detroit sat Cade Cunningham. The reason that Detroit sat Cade Cunningham was to make sure that they got the draft pick that they wanted or at least stayed in the best odds. They sat the best player on their team because of that reason, right? And, look, I understand why they did that, et cetera. But the point being is that last day of the NBA season should be exciting. It wasn't at all because you didn't really have a real game anywhere. You didn't have one of those games, right? So, anyway, so Philadelphia is still trying to win that game against Detroit. Besides, they sit there, guys, but they're still trying to win. The reason being is because Maxi can't play in Toronto. Maxi is their best perimeter defender. And the Philadelphia 76ers had just gone to Toronto on Thursday, and they lost that game to the Raptors without Maxi. And by the way, Toronto didn't have Fred Van Fleet or OG Ananobi in that game, and they still lost with Harden and Embiid. Harden only had 14 points in that game. He sucked. He's basically sucked for like the majority of his time in Philadelphia. He had four good games to start. He's sucked ever since. But nonetheless, so they did not want to play Toronto. And by the way, the whole Thibel situation is absolutely perplexing to me. Do you realize that Thibel got one of the shots? He got one Pfizer shot. And he just didn't get the other one. Like, I understand people that don't want the vaccine. It's your decision, whatever. But he got one shot. So if you got one shot, why wouldn't you just get the other shot? I don't understand. It makes no sense to me. Like, as I said, I understand people are like, yeah, I'm not getting a vaccine, whether it's for a health reason, whether you just don't want to get the vaccine. Like, I understand people making decisions that they don't want a vaccine. I myself got the vaccine and got the booster, but I understand people that didn't get the vaccine. But I don't, this is like incredibly confusing to me. I don't know anybody (laughs) that has gotten one vaccine shot. Who the hell does that? That doesn't make any sense to me. But anyway, that's totally different. That's a Philadelphia situation. So then the Celtics, if they wanted to tank that game last night to the Grizzlies, and by the way, maybe they couldn't because although the Grizzlies were punchy in that game, the Grizzlies sat the majority of their team as well. John Morant wasn't playing. Jaron Jackson Jr. wasn't playing. They sat most of their guys as well. Steven Adams, as you all know from watching the game last night. So the Celtics, I guess they still could have possibly won if they sat the majority of their guys. But the Celtics decide to win the game. So after the game, obviously, you heard Ime Adoka earlier saying that they were just worried about themselves. The Celtics are worried about themselves. But I do wonder this. We know that Al Horford is vaccinated. He came out and he said it. So he would be good to go against the Toronto Raptors. We don't know about Jalen Brown's situation. 
it would appear to me that he's not vaccinated because if he was vaccinated, why wouldn't he save himself the trouble and just come out and say I'm fully vaccinated? So I wonder if that's what factored in to the Celtics decision. Now, part part of it is idiotic rules there in Canada that the players all have to be vaccinated to play, right? I mean, pretty much idiotic. I mean, we've changed here with the whole Kyrie Irving situation. I never understood the Kyrie, not to stick up for Kyrie, but I never understood the situation in New York to begin with. Why did it make sense that visiting players that were unvaccinated could play against the Brooklyn Nets, but Kyrie Irving couldn't play? That, to me, just makes no sense whatsoever. And remember, Kyrie Irving really made a mockery of that law or whatever it is, mandate. Kyrie Irving literally went to the game as a fan. (laughs) So, I mean, that was a complete joke to begin with. But anyway, I'm wondering if Jalen Brown, if we knew he was fully vaccinated with the Celtics and won the game yesterday, because then you could have dropped all the way to the four spot. And really, if you look at it, you would have played Toronto in the first round, and then you get the heat in the second round. So was that really why the Celtics did this? Or was it because the Celtics just have this attitude, this bravado, which I don't hate, by the way, of, hey, we'll play whoever comes out of that play-in game. We'll play whoever. Is that the attitude of the Celtics? Because I do feel like it's a little bit different from Milwaukee comparing them to the Celtics. It's not like, hey, Milwaukee did the smart thing, the Celtics did the dumb thing. Remember, Milwaukee did the opposite of this last year. Milwaukee as a team had a meeting last year because the previous season when they were in the Orlando bubble, they were swept by the Miami Heat. So, at the end of the season last year, the Bucks had the ability to kind of manipulate and maneuver where they wanted to go in the standings. They had a meeting as a team, and the meeting was, hey, do we want the heat or not? Do we want to avoid the heat? Front office, coaches, and players, they had a meeting, and they said, no, we want them. Like, we want our opportunity to take on that team. And this year, a little bit different for the Bucks, who are coming off a championship. One of their toughest series last year, if not their toughest series last year, of course, was against the Brooklyn Nets. So maybe they looked at it. And remember, the the Bucks right now are not as equipped to guard Kevin Durant as they were a year ago. They don't have P.J. Tucker anymore. He's now playing for the Miami Heat. They don't really have a legitimate guy to put on Kevin Durant. And the reason I say that is, well, you say, oh, Giannis was a defensive player of the year. Yeah, they don't use Giannis that way. They use Giannis more similar to the way that the Celtics use Robert Williams. They like Giannis to be a roamer and a rover, to be more of a help defender than an on-ball defender. They won't put Giannis on Kevin Durant. Remember this whole controversy with the Bucs a couple of years ago when the Bucs were losing to the Toronto Raptors in the postseason and Giannis is getting asked the questions, why aren't you covering Kawhi? That's not how they play. That's not their system. That's not how Giannis plays. He like They like him to roam. They like him to be the free safety, so to speak. So they don't play that way. And this year, they don't have anybody to put on Kevin Durant. Chris Middleton, no, way too small. Like, they don't have defenders that they can put on Kevin Durant. Pat Connaughton, no. Like, they don't have that type of player. So maybe they looked at it from a Milwaukee perspective. They're confident as all they, – they're as confident as anybody because they're coming off a championship, and they're looking for the easiest road, right? They're not looking for – like last year, they're looking for revenge against Miami. Maybe the Celtics are in the place that the Bucks were last year where they say, hey – we want to take out Kevin Durant. We want to take out Kyrie Irving. We feel confident that we can go after those guys. And the Bucks are like, yeah, we've been here. We won the championship last year. We already beat the Nets. We know we really don't have a defender that can match up with Kevin Durant. When the Celtics have guys they can throw at Kevin Durant, better equipped than the Bucks do. And the Bucs look at it as like, yeah, maybe we just avoid that matchup. And they get the easiest matchup in the first round, which is the Bulls. Look, and maybe this is all a moot point, and 
it's not a big controversy after the Celtics beat the Nets in the first round of the postseason. But from my perspective, it's not cowardly. It's not soft to make your road as easy as it possibly could be. And I do feel like the Celtics made things a little bit more difficult. Now, I would still favor the Celtics over the Brooklyn Nets, but that's a much more difficult matchup of the first round than the Toronto Raptors and the Chicago Bulls. Now, Toronto has played better than the Nets in the second half of the season. No doubting that. Chicago sucks. I mean, that's definitely the worst of the three teams right now. But I would have just, if I'm the Celtics, I would have lost yesterday, and I would have set up a first-round matchup with the Toronto Raptors if that's ultimately that's what it would have ended up being because, of course, you had the Philadelphia 76ers beat the Chicago Bulls. Now, I don't know if the Celtics are telling us the whole truth when they say, hey, we were just worried about ourselves. We're not scared of anybody, essentially, is like what's coming out of the Celtics' mouths right now. They weren't trying to avoid anybody. They're not trying to duck anybody. But I would really like to inject somebody with truth serum and find out, hey, if Jalen Brown was fully vaccinated, if we knew for a fact that Jalen Brown was fully vaccinated, would you have lost you would have played the Toronto Raptors in the first round? Because I feel like that's the easiest road to the NBA Finals, and it's not soft to take the easiest road. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.